we are if we're making content on these social medias we're all drug dealers okay let's be, let's be 1000 yo what's up guys welcome to another episode of the music hustle podcast if you like what you hear make sure you subscribe on whatever streaming service you're listening to but first before we get started i have an announcement um, i just made a new instagram account called jake prism um, and it's going to be production tutorials um, behind the scenes content beat making videos and all that good stuff so if you like that kind of stuff make sure you go follow me on there besides that enjoy this episode and have a great day welcome everyone to another episode of the prison podcast today we have the one and only curtis king on the show with us what's going on man man i can't call it all things considered doing all right <laughs> yeah exactly man it's it's been crazy crazy couple of months uh you know especially in the u.s side of things um um, but anyway, for those of you guys who don't know Curtis King, he's a producer, content creator, and is well known for his tutorials and YouTube channel. You know, I highly recommend you check him out because his content is top notch. Um, he also has a podcast called The Curtis King Podcast. I also recommend that for, you know, anyone that wants to improve their mental health, uh, their habits, you know, and their well-being as a music producer. Um, so, yeah, man, let's get straight into it. Starting out, how did you get into uh, music production in the first place? And then how did that turn into you know making this youtube channel and the sustainable following so uh i'm gonna try to simplify what was a, a 17 year 18 year journey to get to uh to youtube itself because um i started off kind of i don't want to say pre-youtube but it was definitely before youtube was anything near what it was um to the point where when youtube was around when i first started it was only probably one guy doing tutorials, a uh, guy named Warbeats doing tutorials on FL Studio on YouTube. So very early, um, you know, don't mind this boomer, but uh, very early in my years, man, I, I started making beats on a PlayStation first, called PlayStation 1. It's a game called MCB Music Generator. And um, I actually made beats on that as a bet. It, I wasn't supposed to be a producer. I was supposed to be just a rapper. And um, a buddy of mine, uh, we started off in a rap group. And, uh, you know, we were tired of this is going to really show the, the, the time period. I was, I was tired of downloading instrumentals off of Napster and BearShare and uh, uh, LimeWire and all of these things that uh, definitely um, came with the with the the early stages of pirating. And, uh, you know, we got tired of rapping over the same beats. And so I just say, you know what, man, Let, let's figure something out. And we were going to. Uh, like a. a place called electronic boutique which was like its own version of a uh, uh, GameStop or what it is today and in the midst of us going to go get NBA 2k I saw a game in the used section of the PlayStation games that said uh, make your own music from you know your PlayStation I was like this is perfect we're gamers and on top of that like we make music wow and so what it, what its promise was we ended up putting our money together instead of buying 2k we bought that game and uh, the homie had it the first few days. He didn't like it. And then I had it and I fell in love with it. And so that fast forward into a career in which as a producer, I had the opportunity to work with Absol and Kendrick Lamar and uh, E40 video games like uh, APB Reloaded, uh, companies like Vans and eventually like Levi's and Justin Timberlake. Wow. Just had a very um, crazy career and then bring into the spectrum YouTube where I got to a point where I was at the peak of my career. And when I could have gone the other other direction and just focus in on me, I felt like there was something that was missing. And what was missing was that we have six needs as human beings. And the last two 
are the ones we need for spiritual. That's what gives us fulfillment in life and happiness in life. Uh, the six needs are uh, the need for certainty, the need for uncertainty, the need for significance, the need for love and affection. Those are primal needs. Everybody's always chasing those. The things that make us happy and fulfilled and why so many people are not is uh, the need for growth and the need to contribute to something bigger than just ourselves. When I found that, that became the uh, foundation of the work that I do on YouTube. And uh, man, I'm just glad that the people chose me because I was just going to keep making videos until hopefully the views went up. And uh, fast forward to now, man, it's just been a beautiful journey that has uh, opened up a lot of doors and uh, a lot of opportunities. I just jumped off the phone with the homie Larry. Oh, we were talking about you. I believe you had him as a guest yeah. already. Um, it's awesome. Guy. Just stopping. It. Yeah, really good guy. Man. It's, it's, it's introduced me to people all over the world that had I gone the industry route, maybe I would not have had an opportunity to meet. Um, and so I just, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. I'm a, I'm a husband, a father. And I just, I, I, I feel like I'm living the dream and I don't have all the things that most producers look at as like, Oh, that's the dream. And yeah, the thing that I found is fulfillment and happiness. And I feel like I already won. So that's why I don't, you don't see me doing too much of the crazy clout chasing stuff that a lot of folks do today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're doing your thing, man. And, and it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, to, to see where you've grown, like how much you've grown, like, um, you know, I'm not trying to sound like a stalker or anything, but like, <laughs> I, I like, I like going down on people's feeds on like uh, YouTube and I just scroll down yeah. to their first video. It gives me so much, giving me like so much motivation, you know, to see how That's much, smart. how far they've gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I go down to one of your first videos. Um, and man, it was, it was just insane to see like the growth and, and scrolling down, like there were some yeah. videos with like 500 views and it was like, wow, this is like, you know, this is like around where, what we're getting right now. And it's just like, mm -hmm. dang. Um, but it, this, this is the, all of that stuff matters, man. And I think there's a lot of people, right. A lot of producers that I had an opportunity to mentor one-on-one -on -one that I realized if they were to stick with anything, one thing, just one thing for six months and do it consistently, which is the major part about it they would move the needle on so much, right? If you just stuck with one thing for six months, your life would literally be in a much different position. And a lot of folks just, they, they have the distraction of work or the distraction of school, the distraction of relationships, whatever the case may be, they allow themselves to be distracted. And it's the reason why they don't move the needle or why it takes years. Man, I did those videos in the very beginning. I didn't have a camera. Like the fact that I'm talking to you right now right. Uh, using my DSLR, like it's crazy compared to when I first started. I used an iPhone 6 and um, I remember going on Amazon and finding this microphone that I can plug in to the original iPhones that didn't have like the uh, the USB-C or whatever that thing is. Didn't have that import. You literally had to headphone jack the microphone and I literally had the 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 camera sitting on top of a tripod. Uh, and then had a microphone on top of it that clipped and I was literally either putting it on my shirt or putting it on like whatever it took by any yeah. means necessary. And if I was worried about views or worried about nobody's commenting, I never would have kept going. But I literally just I didn't know any better. And because I didn't know any better and because I didn't try to like play psychic, I lived in the moment and I kept making more content because I feel I felt like if you're dope at what you do, you can only be ignored for so long. And at some point, somebody's going to acknowledge it. They're going to tell a friend. They're going to tell a friend. And now, you know, I, 
you know, folks like you, you found me, you found me somehow, some way. And, uh, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't take any offense to any stocking and that's in that, that form. <laughs> I think it's, I think I'm, 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 uh, I'm honored by it, but, uh, it's just a process, man. It's a process that I just, maybe I just didn't know any better to quit. <laughs> I don't wow. know. Yeah. That that's crazy. Cause people, it's people make excuses all the time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. right now I'm using a webcam, like a $15 webcam off of Amazon and it, it works, man. And, and it's just, it's just how, just how it is. Like Larry O still uses his phone to edit his videos and he's got a hundred K yeah. on Instagram. Like that's crazy. It just, it shows you like, there's no excuse anymore. Right. Like I don't care what it is that you do. There is a, a, not only an exception to the rule, but there's somebody who's done a lot more with a lot less. And excuse me, that shouldn't demotivate you. That should yeah. bigger right. you to say like, man, like this video, this music video uh, got crazy amount of views and a lot of love shown. And it was shot on an iPhone and it wasn't shot with the red cam or the DSLR. Like there's so many examples of that now. to where it's like, even me, like I, I'm an example of, I started making beats on a PlayStation. There's no way that I should be here today right. giving tutorials on FL Studio or, you know, like the course I have with Larry O. Um, we have a 12-hour course in which we put this together. None of this makes sense for this side of things. But I think what's ironic about it, especially the, the time period we're in, what you're doing by getting the webcam, the $15 webcam at one point in time, and maybe still some people feel that way, they looked at, at you doing that as a risky venture. Now, right. with with everything going with COVID, everything going on with, um, you know, just the restrictions on us being at home with the second wave coming and all those different things, we actually have a safer occupation or a safer endeavor than people who are having to wait to see if their job is going to allow them to even come back. Now, the right. folks who are figuring out how to generate a following and, and income on the Internet People are coming to us and trying to ask questions about, well, how do I, how do I grow? How do I do this? How do... So uh, times change, man. It used to be like a laughable thing to say that you do YouTube for a living. Uh, not so much anymore. It's, it's... Yeah, that's, that's so true, man. I was, you know, I was, I was on YouTube the other day. Um, you know, one of my favorite YouTubers, he's not even part of the music industry or anything, but he was talking about how, you know, um, you know, like this generation, like, you know, we're not necessarily like in that um, old school, like, um, you know, get a job nine to five route. Like, right. you know, it's opening so many doors, especially with the Internet. Um, but but yeah, man, I want to talk a little bit about uh, YouTube and just um, because obviously, you know, that's probably the biggest thing, um, you know, that you've done, that, like that you've st- stayed consistent with. Because um, sure. like I remember like two years ago. You know, I remember like searching up like FL Studio tutorials and, you know, you would Mm -hmm. pop up and it's like um, and it's like that kind of consistency. And then you're still making videos now. Um, It just kind of (laughs) goes to show like, you know, like Curtis King's like always there. He's always he's always there on YouTube. And um, those people tend to succeed a lot Um, on Instagram, YouTube, like Larry O, you know, he's been making videos for like a year. He already has 100K. Uh, yeah shout out to that man <laughs> crazy crazy yeah um but let you know let's dive deep into uh, youtube growth and all that um you sure. know for many people they hop onto youtube and they literally just give up after like the second video um right because it gets like 30 views or something 
you know, what advice would you have for people trying to build up a big channel like yours? So perspective is important in the very beginning because one perspective can look at those 30 views and say, God, like that's nothing compared to like a Simon Servita or to somebody who's, you know, really out here killing it. Like, man, 30 views, I'm never going to get. That's one perspective. Another perspective is, oh, my God, I have 30 views. I can't fit 30 people in this studio that I have right now with me in my home studio. I can't fit 30 people in this. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that that was my mindset. Oh, 30 people actually care about content like this. Okay, how can I make the people who are here now, because they're more than likely going to be the DNA of my diehard fans. If I can figure out how to take care of them and see what their needs are and communicate with them, because my thing is this, a lot of content creators or a lot of YouTubers complain about only getting 30 views and four comments and they haven't responded to any of the comments. That's insane, man. What makes you like, first of all, you got all the time in the world because you don't have a bunch of videos to respond to. And second, what makes you think that you're owed a larger audience and you don't know how to take care of the four or five people who are just showing love to you on a consistent basis or just for the first time? It has to start somewhere, right? Every large following has to start somewhere very, very humble. The same way every single beat has to start with one instrument. And so I think it's the same thing with, with content creation, like, you're not you can't you cannot have this mentality that you're too good for 30 views or that you're better than 50. Like, I'm not saying take away the drive and take away the the uh, the want for more, but don't feel like that's below you or, 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 or you know, you're above that. I think that you have to acknowledge the 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 the, the how grateful you are that 30 people even give a damn about what you're doing. Yeah, because I remember a time when nobody cared. Like, I remember. I'm gonna really show show my age when I had a MySpace page and I was putting up songs and nobody would come listen except for one girl. Her name was uh, Michelle Lynn and I never met her. Uh, she was just somebody who found me on 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 um on MySpace and she became my biggest supporter to the point where it was like, forget what everybody else is talking about. Yeah, I want to know why you love the music that you love for me. She was like, I just love how you uh you use your voice in this way and I love the way you storytell. So then what do I do? I become better at those things that my only fan, my only fan, not only fans, only fan has already expressed to me that she loves. If I can now find a way to make her go from casual fan to raving fan, I have the DNA to now make that one person turn into two and that two turn into four and that four turn into eight and eight turn into 16. Because all I'm doing now is giving you the same formula for what attracted that one person. Because the seven point, here's the thing about it, and, and it's so funny to me, 7.8 billion people on the earth right now. You don't think that even if you suck at music, there's somebody out there who has bad taste in music and, and likes your music? 7.8 billion. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. Even if you suck, like even if you think like, oh, my music is terrible, it's the worst thing in the world. First of all, you can't have the audacity to say that because you haven't heard every beat. And second of all, um, 7.8 billion people. I got my cousin, one of my, one of my, my, my cousins I've known since a, a child. He won't listen to any of my new music. He still loves the first music I made in the first two years. That's what he loves. It's nostalgic. It brings him back to a moment. I, I could show him all this amazing things that I have learned on FL Studio. Doesn't do the same thing it does for the first few years. Knowing that folks like that exist out there gives me hope into knowing that all you got to do now, forget about trying to appeal to everybody. 
figure out how to appeal to that one person that already loves you for being their pure self. You figure out how to perfect that. What's going to happen is that, like I said, that two will turn into four and that eight will turn into 16 and that wow. compound interest will grow into a fan base. And um, that's another misconception, too, was to think that people feel like we have the power to, to grow our fan base. I don't believe that anymore. I made a lot of content about how to grow your fan base. I don't believe that the people choose us. We don't choose the people. The people choose us. They say this content is something I feel like benefits my life. This music is something I feel like benefits my life and not only benefits it, but it helps it. It enhances it for that. I want to show my support. I want to pull out my credit card and buy your, you know, your merchandise. We don't get to choose the people. We cannot, we can try to manipulate them through marketing. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're going to not be there for the long term because it's not it's not up to us. It's up to yeah. them. All I, we can do is be us and then present it out there and let them choose us if they want to choose us. Yeah, that's so true, man. Like, I mean, um, the analogy, like casting a big net, um, it's, you know, now, like with that perspective, it's like, um, sure, casting a big net is good, but, you know, only so many fish are going to stay in the net, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that that just, you know, that's just a whole nother level of of thinking about it cuz you know, people think if I, you know, if I post this good if this good content, um people are going to come to me, but I'm going to go viral. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. You don't have viral is not a choice that we get to make. All we can do is be our best selves, our funniest selves, our uh, our goofiest selves, our most thoughtful and insightful selves, put it out in the world and then let the people decide if this is worth sharing. Yeah, right. Because even right. when somebody likes your post, a like is for most people, a like doesn't mean that they actually like what they saw. It sounds crazy, but it's that not actually that. Yeah. A like, when you really break it down to its low, least common denominator, a like is an acknowledgement that it exists and that you watched it and you saw it. Cause I'll look back through my history of likes and I'm like, I don't even like the content. <laughs> I just acknowledge its, its existence and that it kept me here for longer than four or five seconds. Um, we don't consciously sit there and look at a post and say, do I like this or do I not like this? That's true. I like this. Let's push the light. That's not how we do it. That's not our instinct. As we're running through a bunch of different posts and liking different posts, it's not about that. The first thing that comes in our brain is an acknowledgement of its, of, its, of its existence. So for us to put all of our self-esteem into something that is such a uh, a, a careless and, 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 and not well thought out decision, it just puts us at a disadvantage to where we're always chasing manatee statistics that don't really mean anything. If anything, they're a byproduct of us doing what we're supposed to do when we have no fans, which is great. Right. Right. A hundred. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, especially on Instagram, um, you know, you see people stressing about, um, you know, how many followers or likes they're going to get. Um, if they make this post or like, you know, what, yeah. you know, are they make certain, like Gary V talks about this, like, you know, making content that's not really the most creative, but, um, they know, you know, they, they know it's going to get the likes. So they push, so they post that instead of something, um, you know, that they actually thought about. Um, it's not a long-term game. It's not a long-term right. game. Cause you're going to end up falling out of love with it because you're not doing it anymore. Because when you first start off, like when you first started doing this podcast, why did you do it? Why did you want to do it? Yeah, it was just a drive, man. I knew it was going to be crap, but like for the first couple episodes, yeah. but you I, you know, just keep just got to keep pushing through, you know? So when I first started my podcast, it was because I couldn't stop talking. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I love to talk. I love to talk. And I wanted a platform where I was able to talk without being interrupted, like in the live streams. When you're doing a live stream, somebody's like, what do you mean by that? Go back to what you just said. And I wanted an opportunity to have yeah. a free form place where I could get my thoughts out there, have them be documented and then create micro content. So I don't have to worry about creating new content for my social media. I've already created it by just speaking my mind. But at some place, it started at a very pure place. And I think it's the same thing for any of us. We find success by amplifying, amplifying our purity, amplifying our initial uh, uh, passion, am amplifying it. That's what advertisements are. Advertisements aren't how can I manipulate? I mean, some people use it like this. Advertisements are not how can I manipulate people into buying my product? It's how can I amplify something that's already resonating with people, something that they've already said, yo, this is fire. I, man, I really was looking for something like this. Now what you're doing is modeling your demographics and modeling your ads to find people like that, that you're actually helping. That's all this. Like when we really break it down, marketing is how do I make my message the most clear to the people that need to have it the most? That's all marketing is. And people make it so complicated, bro. Like they make That's it to the true. point where it's just like, like, oh no, I gotta get my, I gotta build my brand up. Well, replace the word brand with reputation and then, then start to think what ideas that generates. Instead of saying, God, I gotta make more content. Say, I have to make more messages. Well, Whew. what message do you wanna get out there? Right. makes content so easy because now you're not thinking about like nobody i shouldn't say nobody but most people when they're tweeting they're not worried about like what 140 character piece of content am i going to make no you're just sharing messages so it's the form of sharing messages through the vehicle of native content on instagram which is video so then just share your message today you may feel like i'm having a crappy day and this is the beat that i made off, off my crappy day it's a crappy beat content done that's one of a thousand hundred thousand videos you should be doing over the duration of your career if you just fall in love with the process of it but the people who are winning are not the ones who are like put it out there let's see what it does put it out there let's see what it does they're not winning they're reacting losers uh losers react winners anticipate and the only way you can do that is to have a bunch of content archive ready to go and just unload that sucker and you'll never worry you'll literally never worry about how well your content performs. Cause you know, you got a, a database or an archive of like 4,000 videos you can unload at any time. Yeah. That's huge, man. Like, um, the Instagram, like draft option, like, uh, you can, you can oh, yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, you don't need those fancy planner apps or anything. I mean, if you just have a buckload of, you know, like a huge chunk of content, um, yeah a hundred or so posts that you just grind after a while right. builds up. Um, so being a slave to like content piece after content piece, post after mm -hmm. post, meme after meme, that, that is the worst position you can put yourself in. Like, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's plus like, if you're like, you know, we all got stuff going on in real life. So, you know, you're not, you're not, you don't want to sit down every day and have to make this Instagram post like 20 things you're doing wrong or, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> like you want to like, yeah. and I find myself doing that all the time. Like, um, it's human. It's human. We all do it. I still do right. it. Like you, you, you get romantic with the, with the process. And when you get romantic, it makes you spin. And sometimes some pieces of content deserve a little bit extra detail and an extra focus, but for the long term, yeah, can't do that to every single piece of content. Cause while you're doing that, 
uh, somebody else, and not to say it's all based upon competition, but while you're doing that, somebody else is riding through your lane and they are um, skating through it because they're able to put up three pieces of content rather than, uh, you know, uh, uh, one piece of perfect content, which will never be perfect. The people deem it to be perfect and you won't know until it gets to the people. So, uh, right. yeah, you, it's just it's, that's normal. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's like a certain like uh, frequency you should be posting? Like, is that as much as possible or should you like right. sort of spoon feed people? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I think you should approach the social medias and think from the terms of not like when you're building your foundation, right? You're building a foundation. I think you should think of it in terms of what does this social media want from me? Instagram, it's pretty easy. It wants photos. That's a top priority. And it wants videos. How do I know that? Because they created IGTV. It wants long form videos. Okay, why would it want long form videos? probably to keep their audience more locked in and on their app for longer periods of time. Oh, so just like YouTube wants watch time, Instagram has their own version in which they want a session time. Okay, cool. How do I keep people there longer? Well, then that should now define what kind of content you put on there. So if I know that Instagram is going to reward me through their algorithm, because I keep people on Instagram longer and I don't send them to all these multiple places, IGTV videos. I started doing beat battles with other producers and I started putting the full beat battle 30 minutes on as IGTV content. Really? That content ended up being the hot. Yeah, man. And you got the, the thing about it. The trick with that is you can't upload it from your phone. You got to upload it from your desktop on okay. IGTV. And when you do that, you're able to still post it, preview it on your timeline. But that kind of stuff, Instagram is like, yes, you are now becoming a more valued user because you're using it in the way that we intended that makes sense um because when 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 you put up a post on instagram what folks got to realize is that instagram is only showing it to about 10 percent of your audience and they're basically showing it to the people who are your diehards who should react to it and if they don't react to it instagram is like we're not going to put you out in the regular timeline because you're going to stink up the place and and people are going to ignore it and 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 if they ignore it they're likely to then leave the app so really, Instagram wants people who feed the addiction. If we're really going to keep it 1,000, that's what it is. So you have to ask, how do I feed the addiction and what is the addiction? That's true. That's true. I mean, it's like you said, man, it's all, it's all <laughs> about like uh, it's all about um, uh, just, you know, the amount of time someone spends on the app. I mean, that's yeah, that's something uh, most people don't talk about. Yeah. And uh, but if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, my thing is you got to find the moral moral balance. For me, if I keep you on Instagram for an hour because I'm inspiring you to be a better you, I don't feel I don't feel as guilty or as true. nasty. Right. You know, that's why I make the content I make. If you come to my page and you say, "Dude, I was having a shitty day," then I watch one of your videos and it made me like it made me look at my timeline differently and it made me feel like, okay, that's why I check Instagram or that's why I'm going through what I'm going through. And that right there makes me feel like, yeah, I am. We are, if we're making content on these social medias, we're all drug dealers. Okay. Let's be be 1000. Yeah. I mean, to me, it depends on when it comes down to what you, you, if, if, if you are dealing content, you are a, you are a, a, a drug dealer because social media is a drug straight up. Um, but, you do have a control over the quality of that drug and what it services and how it helps people. And my thing is, I like to think of my approach as 
I heard a rapper named Evidence say this years and years ago. My approach is the vitamin and the brownie. The brownie is what the people think they, they want and think they need, but the vitamin is what I insert into the content that I do that really helps them. An example of that would be a behind the beat video. Dang, I get to hear a Curtis beat, a new Curtis beat I haven't heard. Oh, that's crazy how you flip that sample. In the midst of it, I'm also teaching you that a, that a, a sample like this can be flipped into a West Coast beat. Yeah, I'm giving you exactly. an example of what it looks like. Then on top of that, in the same way that Gary V shows us different ways to create different types of content, I'm also showing you, hey, here's an entertaining way to build your audience on Instagram through one minute of content. Instead of me talking about it, I'm showing you. So I mean, that's the vitamin and the brownie. Right. It's, all, it's like education and entertainment. Yes. Right? There it is. Yeah. You got it. You got it. That's it. I mean, it's that's true, man. I mean, like the like, you know, the meme pages you see. Um, I used to be one of those guys that just follows like all those meme pages. Right. Um, and, and <laughs> you know, your feed is just garbage and it's just like a complete waste of time. Um, mm -hmm. you know, but then I realized like, you know, this, this really isn't helping me, um, grow like as a producer, as a content right. creator, like this isn't, this isn't doing anything for me. It's just making me laugh for not even laugh for like three seconds. And then I move on yeah. to the next one. It's like an addiction, like you said, you know, so right. I'm not, you know, not no shame on those meme pages. Um, well, I, and I was going to say too, maybe, 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 and, and I understand where you're coming from. Cause maybe, maybe like you did have to focus in, but I mean, I feel like you give credit to the negative and the positive because it all contributes to where you're at right now. Maybe that three seconds True. of laughter stop you from going off on a troll, right? Maybe that three right. seconds of laughter stop you from creating some content that makes you take yourself too serious. Maybe that three seconds of content, three seconds of laughing made you look and say, why did this get my attention? And subconsciously now you know how to create posts on Prism that gain the attention of producers when you want to, once again, give them the vitamin inside of the brownie. So I think it all plays a role. So, I mean, I feel where you're coming from because, yeah, there's some pages that will waste your time. Um, but yeah. I think they all play it. They, they all play a role in our lives. And they're the reason why you're so good at what you do and why, like you got my attention on the timeline. And I got to I have to believe at some point you learn something subconsciously or, or unconsciously that has uh, helped you figure out the aesthetic for how you present prism. Right. hundred percent, man. And it's not all about um, the aesthetic. I was talking about, I was talking this to Larry O like mm -hmm. um, I, I asked him, you know, is it more, you know, is it more of a big deal about, uh, you know, is it more important for you to focus on your highlights, your bio, you know, mm -hmm. your username, profile picture, all that stuff, or should you focus more on your content? And he said content a hundred percent. For um, sure. Would you, for yeah, sure. obviously it's probably <laughs> what you think. <laughs> you know as, me, like, yeah, you know that, right. The guy, the guy with the iPhone and the, and the clip on microphone does not care about yeah. the aesthetics. Um, cause the thing about it is it doesn't matter till it matters. Until it until the people are telling you, yo, we can't hear you. Okay, now I gotta upgrade my microphone. Right. So yeah, hundred percent. Um, so you talk about having the right mindset and all, you know, what do you think producers should be focusing on mainly uh during this time? Um, because personally yeah. I've struggled with some discipline and um, you know, you know, I'm I'm just in this lane, I'm still in high school, I'm in this lane where I can just grind right all that content and I can just keep going with it um, and doing these podcasts like every day and that kind of stuff. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I've, you know, some days I kind of struggle to sit, to stay disciplined and, and all right. that kind of stuff. What would, what would your advice be for guys that are kind of unmotivated during all this? It's okay. It's okay to feel like that. Something is happening in your lifetime that has not ever happened in my lifetime. I mean, there's been, there's been versions of it like the swine flu, which was nowhere near as serious or taken as serious as this is. At least I don't remember it because I was a lot younger when it happened. But um, you're living through a time that is asking you to evolve as a human being a lot faster than, um, than I was asked to. A lot of uh, how old are you, bro? I'm only 15. 15. This is crazy. At 15, you know what I was doing at 15? I wasn't making a podcast that was leading the next generation of producers. At 15, and this is no disrespect to you, at 15, I was probably watching old episodes of X-Men and eating bowls of cereal and and, and like like fearing for my life in high school um, because I didn't know what that new world was going to bring for me. But the yeah. thing about it is you're in an era now where it's a beautiful thing, but it's also a scary thing in the fact that because you're able to do so much, so much is expected of you also, too. And you put a lot more pressure on your back than I had at 15. That's true. And what I want to give you as a message and anybody else that is around the same age group. Here's one thing that should relieve the pressure off of your back. You don't have to be anything. You don't have to figure it out today. You don't have to. Here's the thing about it. You could literally fail at every aspect of music production and your career for the next seven years, you'll only be 22. Yeah, that's true. You could fit. You hear what I'm saying? You yeah. could literally do everything wrong, man, for the next seven, eight years, and you'll only be 22, 23. Right. And you still have an entire career after that. I got started in all of this two years after you. At 17, I first got started with my music career. And, um, the internet wasn't anything as it was today. Maybe that would have shifted the way I go in it, but you got time. And I don't say that to say like, to make you feel like you shouldn't push the gas on things for sure. If you feel the need, push the gas, but at the same time, don't push the gas so hard on it that you don't love this. And I think what happens is that when we push the gas on trying to be an entrepreneur so early in our lives, it makes us not have an opportunity to fall in love with this. It's almost like dating somebody. You know what I'm saying? It's almost yeah. like dating somebody because they look, they look really good and they really nice, and then you move in with them, or you you're like, wait a minute, something a little different about you I didn't notice before. And then the more you get to know them, the more you realize, like, I don't actually love you. I just love the idea of what I thought you were, you could be. I think the same thing with music, and I think that wow. yeah. at this point, bro, like, take chances, throw stuff at the wall because you literally and you're not going. I think as I I I, I trust in you. And the way that you handle yourself at 15, this is incredible, bro. Uh, the way that, that you man. handle yourself, man, that's salute. I feel like you have already set up the foundation for yourself to where you'll have a lot more wins than L's. But don't be afraid of the L's. The thing right. about it is when you when your when your feet start hurting because your shoes are too small, what do you do? Gotta get a bigger pair of shoes, man. So you mean you don't sit there and complain about how tight they are? <laughs> Ooh, that's a major gem right there. I'm making just that. Asking. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just I'm making asking. that an Instagram clip right there, man. <laughs> micro micro content. Yeah. I'm just asking you. Do, do do you sit there and complain about God? My shoes are too tight. No. Man, I hate how tight my shoes are. Man, I man, I wish if I only had this. Man, 
I'm going to wait for the perfect time to get a new pair of shoes. No, you don't even care about the name brand. Right. You go out and you go get the shoes that are appropriate for the level of growth that you're at. And I think it's the same thing with our music careers is that you don't complain about when you feel the pain. I mean, you might complain about it initially, like, damn, my feet hurt and I want to get a new pair of shoes, but you go get a new pair of shoes. Same thing with your career, man. Don't feel like just because things are getting rough or because things are giving you pain or causing you to not be as disciplined or not as motivated, that's bad. That's actually a gift if you think about it. Growth doesn't happen when you're comfortable. When the shoes are comfortable, are you thinking about new shoes? That's Your focus so true, is man. elsewhere. Yeah. So when you're comfortable and you're making the beats that you think are the most fire, you're not growing. Right. Because you're too concerned about, yo, my beats are fire. Like I have no other growth that can occur. It's when you get to a point where you listen to a producer or you listen to something, you're like, I could do 808 slides, but they don't sound like that. How do I get to that? And the pain and frustration that occurs from you not being able to do it quite exactly like that is exactly the reason why you get to do it. Yeah, that's a major driver. Yeah. Come on, man. In essence, when you feel frustration, and this is the best gym I can give. I wish I'd have gave it to myself at 15. When you feel frustration, you feel like you're irritated, you want to give up, celebrate. Because that means that you are closer than you've ever been to actually getting to the other side. You're not close when everything is going perfect. When everything's going perfect, there's nothing to change. There's no growth that needs to happen. Yeah. You're just enjoying the process. So when, when pain comes in, when frustration comes in, one, it means that you care enough to evolve. And two, it means that you're embracing that this is a moment of, of, of growth. You're embracing the fact that your toes are too big for these shoes and it's time to get a new pair of shoes. So that's the best way I can put it, man. Like, don't feel and, and, and I bring up the example of what we're living through because it's it's rightfully so that you could feel frustrated during this time or not disciplined. There's a lot of things going on right now that make music a very, very minor thing in a lot of people's lives. Right. Right. People yeah. who are literally fighting for their lives out here in different types of ways. Um, music is just not as important to them, but doesn't mean it doesn't have to be important to you and doesn't mean that you have to stop growing. This is a moment to grow. So embrace the fact that you feel that way, but celebrate it because on the other end of that, is the growth that you want to happen man major gem right there man huge that's huge stuff appreciate that absolutely Um, you know when it comes to mental health and um discipline and all that um what's the number one thing that you see like the the most common problem that people struggle with Mm -hmm. um what's what's that uh there is uh a, a quote I believe the, uh, the, the man's name was Lao Tzu. And he says, when you're living in the past, he said, when you feel, when, when, he said, when you feel uh, pain, you're living in the past. When you feel anxiety, your mind is living in the future. When you feel happiness, you're living in the present. I think there's way too many people who are living in time machines and not living in the moment that they're in right now. So many people are worried about, God, I don't want to make this style of beat because I'm frustrated to make this style of beat because before when I made this type of beat or I don't want to work with these type of people who make this kind of music because when I did before, they weren't da 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 I don't want to do this. I don't want to use this da. I don't want to use this tactic. I don't want to use... There's so many things that people are basing upon either their anxiety of the future of what could happen or what has happened and didn't work. And instead... What they should be doing is staying in the present moment. The one thing that you can do, because you can't change what happened in the past, 
but you can affect what happens in the future. So in essence, the future is your business, but in some degree, it's not all the way your business because you can't control it. The only way you can control it is not thinking about it, but it's about doing something right now. When I'm making a beat, bro, and I'm putting the beat together, if my mind says, it would be super dope if I added a drum fill, it's already too late. I should have already been working towards the, the folder and putting it down. It would be super dope if I added some hi-hat roll. If I think it out into a complete phrase, it's too late. That's how fast my mind is moving. And that right there helps me stay active, helps me stay in a good mental health space because that affects my decision-making when making beats, affects my decision-making as a father. It affects my decision-making when I'm out in the public and, and I feel like somebody says something, or even on social media, when they say something that is kind of disrespectful, um, me having a decision I can make in the first five seconds or three seconds, helps me stay balanced and it helps me be unaffected by certain things. Or when I am affected, it helps me identify why do I feel so affected? So I think with mental health, the first thing I could suggest to anybody, because you don't, you don't have to pay for anything to get this, stay as much as you can in the present. Michael Jordan says something in his uh, last dance documentary, I'll never forget. He said, um, people ask him like, do you ever get afraid of missing a shot or a game winning shot? He said, why would I have an emotion or care about a shot that I haven't even took yet? Like, why would I develop an opinion about it? I haven't even took it yet. Yeah. Anything's possible. Right. So living in the present is important. Something I tell myself before I make a beat, every time I sit down, I say, I am nothing. I am nobody. And because of that, that means I'm capable of anything. I'm not Curtis King. I'm not this dope producer. I am just nobody and I'm nothing. And that makes me capable of doing anything. Um, so that's my best advice. Stay in the present and uh, don't be so caught up in feeling like you have to be something because people are showing you love or showing you hate, whatever the case may be. Yeah. I'm, you know, I remember you talking on, I think it was your podcast um, about the effects of locking yourself in a room um, without mm -hmm. sunlight or interaction. <laughs> um, right. And, you know, a lot of people push this like, you know, Y'all, you got to put in those hours, you know, you, you have to like, sure. you have to lock yourself in and just, and just grind. Um, mm -hmm. do you think, cause I have, I have two opinions of this. Like there's two mindsets that I just keep flip flopping. And like, one is like, yes, you know, you have to just sit there and you have to just work. And that's just, sometimes that's just what we got to do. But then right. you know, other times it's like, um, you know, but it's, you know, it's, it's good for me to go out and get some exercise and like talk to people and like all that. And that helps, you know, f fuel the engine. Um, you know, when we're talking about making content and, uh, just sitting out, sitting and putting in the hours, like, you know, music yeah. producing and all that. So, um, so yeah, I was wondering like, you know, what's your stance? Do you think, I like to think of it as like, um, you know, talking to people, going outside, um, doing things other than, you know, making content and music and all that. Um, right. I like to think of that as like the oil of your engine, um, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question. I'm going to reverse yeah. engineer this with you. All right. This is what I usually do when I do my one-on-ones. What do you enjoy doing outside of music that brings you like a lot of, like you have a lot of fun doing it? Right. Yeah. I mean, hanging out with friends and all. Um, what about like when you're by yourself? Do you, do you game or anything like that at all? Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite game? Dude, Fortnite all the way. Fortnite, okay, there it is. Fortnite. Yeah. When 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 you're trying to get 
how does Fortnite work? Does it have like levels that you get to or how does it work? Yeah, yeah. They have like um kind of like free play. I know I've yeah. seen a little bit of it. Like I've seen a little bit of it. So as you are becoming better at this game, uh uh what does it require of you to be better at this game? You have to put in the uh put in the hours and 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 just get better. I don't know. What do you mean? How <laughs> how often No, this is you answering it perfect. How, okay. Does it does anybody yeah. have to does anybody have to tell you to put the hours in? No. Why? Because you enjoy doing it. So, to answer your question, I took you through that to, to, so that you realize you do have the ability to do what I'm getting ready to suggest because you do it with things that you enjoy, genuinely enjoy doing. Not saying you don't genuinely enjoy music, but you develop a love for gaming because you probably spent more time with it. It's easier and more accessible to do it. But you do it with things that actually bring you like visual uh, 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 stimulation and excitement. And with music, it's no different. Nobody had to tell me to put in the work. You know why? I didn't know no better. I love doing it so much that I would do it so much I did not eat. Not because it was a badge of honor, not because it was smart, and not because I had to do it, but because I loved it so much. My mom had to come knock on the door and say, boy, you haven't ate the whole day. Pause this, pause this and come eat. Okay, and I peel myself away, and while I'm eating, I'm thinking about how can I fix that beat? How can I fix that beat? That's a different mindset than somebody who's like, I know I should be working harder, but and, and Curtis says I should be working harder. And yeah, I know I kind of, that's not a, I want to, that's a, I have to. Mm. And I think the moment that we, we, we change our mindset from I have to, to I have the opportunity to, we start to develop gratefulness for it. When you become grateful at this thing that we call making music and whatever you want to call it practice, you realize that the moment you fall in love so much with the process that time is just numbers on a wall you're not worried about i gotta put my ten thousand hours in right. ten thousand hours the whole concept of the ten thousand hour rule is not work on beats and look at the clock the whole concept of ten thousand hours is bury yourself man bury yourself drown yourself so much in the music and the process that somebody has to tap on your shoulder and say bro you know ten thousand hours have passed by right and then you take your headphone off for a second and you're like, that's crazy. And you get back to making beats. That's the that's the that's what I would want for producers to get in. Instead of thinking of this as like, God, I know I have to put the work in. If you're in that place, it means that it means a few different things. One, it means that you may not necessarily have developed the love for it. And that's OK. It takes time to love anything. Or it may mean that your music is something that they consider a shadow career that's going to lead you to your actual purpose. And that's okay. A lot of people need to hear that. Sometimes people start off making music because it's a hobby. And then they try to monetize it and they figure out, man, I don't have the same joy anymore. Right. Well, yeah, you took away your joy to monetize it. Um, and because you're monetizing it, now it becomes a job. And now the thing that just brought you happiness. Imagine if you play Fortnite for fun and then now somebody pays you for it. And you're like, this is dope. And then they tell you... Um, I'm sorry, you have no time to work on music anymore. We need you to just play Fortnite because we're paying you now. And now your bills rely upon that. You will feel so differently about Fortnite. You'll be so sick of everything yeah. having to do with Fortnite. You won't even want to see the letters F-O-R back to back after that. And that's the point that I'm making is that a lot of folks, man, are in music 
and it stole their joy away because everybody told them, man, you can make money off of this. You can make a living and it's enjoyable for only a certain amount of time before you realize if you don't replace that with another hobby or something that just brings you pure joy, you're not going to enjoy this. You're not going to love it. So uh, to answer your question, that's that's the best way I would say approach it. Yeah, I mean, I think people, uh, this goes to my next question. Um, you know, do you think people are, you know, focusing more on the short term than the long term? Like you were talking sure. about with that Absolutely. post and like the minor details. Um, you know, what what do you suggest for people that are, you know, really stressing about the short term? Like, you know, oh man, this snare, man, it's just, it's just driving me nuts. Yeah. Um, let it let it drive you nuts until you're tired of hearing that voice in your own head, because when you're tired of hearing that voice, then you'll actually make a change that's sustainable. It won't happen because you watch your favorite YouTuber tell you that snare is trash or because of whatever. Your biggest growth happens when nobody else is in the room. Your true. biggest moments of growth happen when nobody else is in the room, when nobody else is telling you what to do. You don't need any producer to hold your hand to get you there. There's producers that can help you. But I'm telling you right now. Even at 15, you possess answers that you don't even know you have the ability to tap into, right? Who you, who you were at 13 compared to who you are at 15, there's something that's changing in you, but there's something that's, that's not changing. There's something that's not changing. Same way when I was 15 compared to now I'm 35, there's something that's not changing within me that always knew what was going on. Always knew like, come on fam, like we knew better than this. So the whole process of life for me has been revealing myself to myself. And there's a part within me, I don't want to get too crazy or too deep on that, but there's a part within all of us that exists that has the answers. But we're convinced that, how could I know any better? I'm only 15. Well, how could you understand when somebody breaks it down for you? That means on some level, you had the same ability to uh, uh, calculate this and create and, and understand this concept, which means that you have the answers you're looking for. A lot of times there's, there's producers who are knocking on a door trying to get in to get more answers, to get more clout, to get more, more notoriety, to get more information, more whatever. And they don't realize they're knocking on the door from the inside of the building they're trying to get in. They're wow. knocking yeah. on a door from the building that they're already inside of. The moment you realize that, the moment you realize that, not that you don't need other people or that you can't learn from them, but you realize you don't need uh, somebody to hold your hand in this. You, you listen to people who sound like they know what they're talking about. You test it out and you see if you actually like it and if it works for you. If it does, put it in your back pocket and keep moving. Uh, but you have so much more of the answers within you. And then also too, don't, don't forget the fact that our brains don't fully develop our decision-making skills don't fully develop that part of our brain that's responsible until we're 25. So you don't, you're not wow. supposed to have all the yeah. answers or feel like you have all the answers, but they're there is what I'm trying to say. Man, we're going really deep here. Um, I think, um, you know, talking about like social media um, growth, people, mm -hmm. people compare, like this has happened to me many times, you know, I'm, for some reason, some part of my brain is like, dude, you know, you need to get 5,000 SoundCloud followers or else right. no one's going to respect this brand um, right. and no one's going to appreciate it, you know, compared to these other guys like Cymatics, Producer Grind, all that. Right, you right. Know. Shout out to the homies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, for, to me, something in my brain is telling me, you know, like, 
yo, you need to get on this, you know, you need to grind this, uh, you need to buy followers, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that happens to way more people, you know, than we'd like to admit. Absolutely. You know, like, yeah. for some reason, there's a sense of urgency, like, you know, I, I need to be at this level, you know, I need to be. And, and I want to, I want to just talk about like, one, mm-hmm. how do you fix that mindset, that broken mindset? And then also, how do you, um, you know, don't you think it would be better? Um, don't you think you would feel better, um, you know, knowing that you earned that amount of followers or that amount of plays or whatever, you know, you right. built that from scratch, not just well, taking shortcuts. Well, I would say this there's a few different things, and this has more so to do with the perspective that you have of it. One, we have to recognize that even when we're not egotistical, we still have an ego. All of us have an ego That's to true. some degree. Right. We all have an ego. And sometimes when that ego is talking, it's hard to decipher whether that's the ego or our confidence or a combination of them both. When we hear the things like, man, Cymatics has this amount of followers. I should have this amount of followers. I think my sounds are just as good or I think that my presentation is just as good. A lot of times that's the ego talking and the ego does drive. Sometimes it drives us to greatness. Only thing is it can also crash us before we even get to our first checkpoint. So I say this. The first thing to change is the perspective that we are entitled or, or that we are owed a certain level of notoriety. Nobody owes us their time. Nobody owes us their um, their eyes and attention. And the ones that do give it, we need to shower them the most with the most praise. Oh, my gosh. They're more important than any other. You know who's more important than any other influencer? The people who are listening to this podcast. The ones that are already rocking with you at 15, because those are the the ones that are going to grow up in five years with you and be 20 and be like, yo, you literally helped me through my process because you gave me a perspective Curtis King couldn't give me at 35 because you are telling me and being honest about your journey and you're talking to folks that you're learning from and I'm seeing how you're putting it and working in your life. You're changing somebody else's life literally by you living your life and documenting it. So that's my first thing, right? Second thing is... um, don't put so much pressure in the numbers thinking they're going to change your life because the thing about it is this the people who are the most let's just say they're making the most money they live very quiet lives the people who are really the highest 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 successful we have never heard from them the people who are really making them making money my grandma used to say something she said uh uh rich money is loud wealthy money is very quiet And so what I learned is that they understand that life is so much more peaceful for them when they live it outside of the public eye. The people who are rich and famous and want to be in the public eye, there's something that's still missing. When they beg for attention or do things and get in trouble with the law, they're begging for a savior or some kind of attention. They are they are fell in love with the drug of fame. So. Followers does not mean that you're going to have a less stressful life. In fact, it means you're going to have more personalities you're going to attract. So understand that as many good things come with the clout and come with the the authority of having so many followers, you're going to have just as many headaches. Yeah. Right. I remember arguing one time in an email with a customer because they were just being just irrational and just trying to get me. I was selling beats. They were trying to get me to sell a beat that I was selling already for $30 for an MP3 for $12. Come to find out this person was either 11 or 12 and I was arguing with them and had no idea. And at the time I was like 25, 26. Yeah. And I'm like, 
like you know what i'm saying like we have access to everybody and everybody's not raised like uh, all of us right yeah. so don't put so much weight on the numbers the thing about it is the numbers are a byproduct of you being consistent the numbers you ever seen a five layer dip that's a weird it's be a weird analogy you know what a five layer dip is i'd not okay next time you know you know you, you get around some 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 folks who are having like a football party or whatever like some of the some of the older heads yeah. you're gonna see a five layer dip in which they put their chip in and you get all these different ingredients the top layer i, get, I got this analogy from one of my former managers the top layer is sour cream the next layer our top layer is like olives and sour cream the next one is like some cheese the next one is guacamole the next one at the very very bottom is like beans so many people are basing their whole career off of getting a scoop of sour cream, followers, likes, views. Mm. But when they really dig that chip in and get down to the meat, that's the most enjoyable part of the five layer dip. And so many people don't get the full dip because they're so worried about the, the vanity statistics and the things on the, the top layer because they taste the best, they're the most sweetest. But man, when you get down there and get down to the very, very bottom of the layer, that's what this whole journey is about. And what you're going to find is that the more you do this, the more you're going to realize how many people are okay with just a chip full of sour cream. So my suggestion, go for the beans. You may not have the most fame. You may not have the most clout, but damn it, you're going to be the most happiest. And I am. I don't have the biggest YouTube audience. I got 200,000 subscribers. I just got that after years and years of what I'm doing. I only have one video that has a million views, and it's me talking about <laughs> the pirating of FL yeah, Studio. Yeah, I saw that. I saw um, that, yeah. So I'm not, if it was for the views, I would have quit a long time ago because it, it wasn't, you know, it's right. not about that for me. For me, I wanted the beans. I wanted the enjoyment. I wanted the fulfillment out of this. Not everybody that is that is popping, not everybody that has the attention, they don't have it. And not all of them are happy. That's why I've already won. That's why you don't see me getting into too much craziness because like i'm not walking around here looking for somebody to justify my happiness on my journey for me i already won because i'm happy <laughs>